Ramblers in the wilderness who can't find what we need. Get a little restless from the search. Get a little worn down in between. Like a fool chasing the matadors. A man left his own scheme. Everybody needs someone beside him. Shining like a lighthouse from the sea. Brother, let me be your shelter. Never leave you all alone. I can be the one you call when you're low. Brother, let me be your fortress when the night winds are driving on. Be the one to light the way, bring it home. Welcome to the Rough Hewn Grace podcast. I'm Meredith. And I'm Paul. And we would like to apologize because it's been a minute. Um, over a month. Yeah, it's been over a month, which is just crazy. And we have been getting a lot of emails and messages wondering where we are. Um, let's see. I started a new, new job. And before that, we were sick. And then um, our daughter's birth father came into town to stay with us for a week. And... On Thursday nights, we do Bible study, so it's just kind of been days stacked, and life was just a little crazy for a minute, but we're back and very happy to be so, Um, and today's episode is about friendship, and we're dedicating it to the amazing people that we call friends that have been here for us and are the only reason that we managed to get through the last four months. Five months now? Five months. Yeah. It's definitely been five. I think it's really important that you just said the only reason that we've been able to get through the last five months. That's the, that's the heaviness of what the friendships have been for us. And I think that, you know, when we're diving into the specific, um, like our specific situation, like what we're talking about in this and in this podcast and the 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 stories of of us separately and together and just the 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 really rough stuff that we've been through recently and um more recently in the in the fall you know it is so important to have almost the exact type of friends that we have found ourselves hmm. found ourselves with in order for it to survive so it's not it can't just be us talking about like oh we did all these wonderful things coming back to god and you know um recentering our relationship as a uh, you know, as like righteous people or faithful people, like that's not even like it's not. That's that's a pretty small. I mean, I want to downplay how important it's been for us to do some of those things with just us and each other, and trying to be better people and better at our marriage and better Christians and, or Christians at all. But it's just such a small, actual part of how you end up surviving and how the relationship has ended up surviving. It is literally the people around us that have 
that have held it together. And, you know, one of the things that's really important to me um, is the, the genuine nature of the people around. And it's always been a, a big deterrent for me to be a member of a church or go to a church consistently because it feels like it it very quickly turns into a hard thing to find that genuine friendship or that genuine person inside the church and it's always been really sad for me and so you know I don't know that it's any coincidence that going into this um, it's really a hard conversation to have, honestly. But, uh, you know, I don't think it's any coincidence that going into this, the person who would have been the most self-proclaimed righteous person or largest, largest, whatever, strongest Christian mm-hmm. in this is the one that is now separated from that group of friends that we speak of now. Well, I mean, I don't know that, I don't know that, it's more like she's separated from us, right? Well, sure. Because I don't that's know what that I'm she's saying. separated from anybody else. But no, no. That, but that's what I'm saying. From us, because but it's yes. specifically because of your actions. Exactly. Right. Because there's judgment, and there was a whole bunch of other actions that took place after mm-hmm. that in retribution, I guess you could say, or because of what you did, which is really silly. But, because right. So backtrack, backtrack a year before any of this is being discussed or happening or whatever. And that's the person that I would have you expected. had right. as your Christian friend. The rest were far less. I mean, a couple of them definitely are Christians, and and I I I see them as Christians. But I see I see what you're saying. Like, yes, she was. Yes, but I, it doesn't negate me seeing my my couple of Christian friends as Christian friends either, but I would have said that she probably would have ranked herself as more righteous than them. That's what I'm saying. Yes. That's she what I'm saying. might have. I didn't because I judge people on a different scale, but, but it's, yes. But it's based on this this idealistic viewpoint from inside, from her. Well, yeah, it's a holier-than-thou attitude. How, right. And right. it's the it's the holier than thou attitude that pushes so many people out of the church. In fact, it's the attitude that probably pushed many of the people in our Bible study away from the church for many years. That, and that's exactly where I was going. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I know. So we have a small Bible study in our in our house on Thursday nights, and. I mean, you could loosely call it Bible study. You might call it a small group. But the point is, we get into the Bible and we discuss things, and, and it's wonderful. And uh, some people aren't here all the time, but the main group is made up of two people who identify as Christians, two people who are just learning, three people that are just learning about the Bible, four, four people that are just learning about the Bible, mm-hmm. one of which is a self-proclaimed agnostic. But she wants to know more about the Bible because it's important to her husband, and she wants to be able to to learn about it and speak to it with her son. Like, and I have to say, in action in the last five months has been the most Christian acting of any proclaimed Christian 
I've ever met. Well, yes, and we've had that discussion before. I've told her, you know, you're you're very Christ-like in behavior. Oh, very. Which she smiled and chuckled at. Because it's it's not intentional. That's just that's who she is. Um, she wouldn't say that she's trying to be any certain sort of way. She just happens to be wired that way. And that's true of the people we've surrounded ourselves with. And not just the people at our Bible study, but like I've got friends that live a little bit further away. And I mean, uh, they're uh, just they're just genuinely good-hearted people. But see, I don't think she just happens to be that way. Of course not. It's all design. It, well, it's all design, but I think, I mean, she's it's not so... So what I'm getting at here is it doesn't matter. The label is so irrelevant because, mm-hmm. like, the label of – and I think we put way too much weight on this labeling of who what you are. And so there, then there's a separation of what you're allowed to be like, act like, think like, or whatever. It's like, okay, I'm a Christian. And then all of a sudden you're whatever it is, up on a pedestal or better than or whatever. She right. doesn't claim to be. But it's far more Christian than a lot of people that say they're Christian. But they're automatically better because they say they're Christian and they right. maybe go to church. Right, which probably has a and lot to do with her view of the church. Just what, it has everything <laughs> to do with her view of the church. And so it's what exactly what drives me insane about the church and about the, the exact way that it has been approached to us mm-hmm. in this situation mm-hmm. from in real life and from people. Right. And people who have were already our friends, but have become either less so or more so. And I have to say that most of them, I mean, we're talking one person kind of faded out. As a result, the rest have become far closer. Right. For sure, because we leaned on them. But also far closer together in helping each other with our um, walk with Christ and with sure. learning about, I mean, just learning about the Bible. Like, we're all at the stage, even though, like, I mean, I was, you know, I remember we used to do, like, Bible, um, I don't even know what the, it was, it had a specific name, but the, the goal, it was like a race. Like, the goal was, like, the, the teacher, Sunday school teacher would, like, say out a verse and then you had to find it. And I always won. Hmm. Like, I can find a Bible verse, like, it's going out of style. Of course. Of course you can. But I'm finding now, like, reading it mm. and actually listening and learning about it, like I mean, I'm, I am such a junior virgin mm, Christian mm-hmm. when it comes to learning about it, and so it's really neat to learn about it with a group of people that some of which have never touched a Bible, before. never touched a Bible before, but have been for the last year of our lives incredibly Christian behaving. Correct. And it's funny because like. I, you know, I used to even hear it in church, right? It's like, you know, just because they're a good person doesn't mean they go to heaven. And I believe that. Sure. But there's this like, like, well, what are you? Right. Well, you get to go to heaven even though you're a bad person. Right. So like, It's who, the what? once saved, always saved mentality. Yeah. Well, I said I accepted him as my savior and now I'm good. Yeah. And so I can do whatever I want. So we talk about dedicating this to like the, the, the friends that we have. I mean, it's literally... The reason we are together still. Mm. And it, it's funny because I used to see... So I'm the I'm the, the bad guy here. <laughs> and in, in a couple of different ways. But, but what I'm getting at is it wasn't that long ago and I used to even call them your friends. Mm, that's true. Right? So we talked about... Like we, we all met chicken processing and... 
and it was it was a community day that turned into more and more community days it's yeah. turned into something that we look forward to we love it in the middle of the summer um end of season we do turkeys you know for thanksgiving we do game nights uh, game, yeah but it but it was it started as chickens it, it was it was it started as chickens and i would go every now and then and you would go and Religiously. stay and stay late and uh, you know <laughs> right when are you coming because home? <laughs> it was your friends and i'd kind of go help out right and granted i'm not as social as you are that's a really light way to say that people what well, well but I'm not as social as you are with people that we have just met. Mm. I think that, you know, in in a situation where we're with people that I've known for years and years and years, oh, it's sure. not the case, right? So, But this is a new situation. We just moved here. Um, and, yeah, they're your friends. So in November, when everything's going down with our life, mm-hmm. that's still... Kind of what you know? They're they're you your still saw friends. Them as my friends, right? Right. Now they're our friends. Well, after I completely screw everything up, right, right? But why are they our friends now? Because when they were just my friends, I was allowed by you to go to them and say, but, "This is what happened." And then they supported you, and, and then you. turned into yeah, supporting us, which got them to know me better and me to know them better. I think they were choosing to support us at the exact same time. I don't yeah. think it was a well. I don't know. I don't know. I guess I guess I'd have to ask. But when I went to them and and you know I told them what had happened, not a single one of the ones that has remained said you should just leave him. Right. It was a uh, oh well, you know that sucks. And good job soldiering on. Um, like how can we support you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know and then the next week came to Bible study at our home and did not treat you like a leper. Right. And so, you know, there was there's a period of time there where I had to even kind of like pinch myself like is is this happening? Hmm. Because my example mm-hmm. would have been that it's you know going to be it is hard and was hard and still is hard, but my example is that it was going to be impossible mm. because of judgment. Right. That judgment being shown usually from people My in friends. a church. Oh, okay. You know I, what I'm saying? Like, I, I do. I do know what you're but saying. But this was a completely different place where you've got like kind of baby Christian, learning Christian, non-Christian, um, all choosing grace and forgiveness. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> the group of us becoming stronger and stronger and stronger Christians. Right. Not just as a result. It's not like we're like, right? I mean, there, there's a lot of seeking going on in their own hearts and in their own sure. relationships and their own everything. You know, this isn't like, hey, Paul screwed up, so we all became really strong Christians. Like, that's not at all no. the case or what I'm saying. But, but as a piece of it, the depth of conversations have been enriched because of... A genuine confession met mm-hmm. with genuine care well, and concern and grace. And then that has translated into, because of our situation now, you know, I lost two jobs. Right. 
um, that more than supported us financially. So we're fine for a while, and then it gets weird. And then it gets bad. Then it gets bad. And then it's, hey. And so then it changes from support. Right, emotional support. Emotional support of our, even just our relationship and friendship. Right. And especially for you, but with us, <laughs> now it's it's all in support. And there's an right. accountability there. But there's an accountability there that was not also matched up with a, what the heck are you guys doing? Paul could go get a job to pay your bills and then some. Right, there tomorrow. was no pressure. There's no pressure to do that. They understood what we were saying about seeking out right. the Lord's will in our life more than people that we know that have been in the church for 40 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that are judging every little thing you do. And so the entirety of it has been an incredible learning experience for for myself of just what, what it should look like, number mm. one, but just how to be... Um, honest mm-hmm. with kind of grace, you know. You know? Like well, they, they've they've met that so perfectly. Yeah. Because they're not letting us get away with anything. No. They're very honest. They hold us accountable, and, and each other, you know, and not, not just us, but within the group or R- within right. their, with their spouses. Reciprocal right. all the way around. And for for two of them, they they may be saying, "Well, I'm I'm choosing this path because." Forgiveness is grace, and grace is what I'm called to do. And surely if my friend Meredith can, can offer that to Paul, I can too. But for the ones that don't, I, I don't know where a couple of them are in terms of their faith walk, and I haven't wanted to press the issue and ask. But certainly I don't, I don't know that they looked at what I was saying to them and said, well, Christ calls for forgiveness. I'm going to therefore be forgiving and graceful. No, they just inherently understand what grace and forgiveness, like, it, mm. that's already in them. And I remember when we started our Bible study and how nervous I was to say, hey, everybody want to come over and, like, you know, read the Bible together? Because I didn't want to offend anybody or make anybody feel weird, but I just felt so compelled. And then I find out, oh, well, I just, I just bought my first Bible this year, and I'd love to. And I'm like, okay, great perfect Mm -hmm. like I was expecting to get no's all around but it created this awesome group of people that really have supported us and offered grace and it's like it was (laughs) they wouldn't have called it the grace of of Christ but that it was just already in them like they didn't have a name for it maybe they just knew what it was and so they gave it freely but here's here's my Opinion, I guess, okay. or my take on it, is that. So I'm talking a little bit about differences between how we've been treated and how I would have been treated in certain churches, or would have expected to have been treated mm-hmm. in churches that I have experienced in the past. Sure. Okay. And I think that, you know, in in our friendships, and it is new, and we are. We are actively learning together and seeking. Right. In most cases. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look when you look at the group, there's there's an active kind of charge into the Bible right now. Sure. I think that has everything to do with it. Yeah. And in fact, I think that's what it is. So so there there is so often this gap 
where in the church people take for granted that the Bible was there because it's just there and always has been. And so they hear the pastor, they hear the sermon, they, you know, right. it's so much about going through the motion. Where with these people, the amazing experience that we have had, I think is coupled with the fact that they've dove into and we have dove into mm. the Bible All together right. separately together you know privately at home with the spouse and alone and then together all of us as a group on these Thursday nights where that is the actual literal translation into how they're treating us in this circumstance there isn't any there isn't any kind of like old bad habits of of church right and I, and I hate to say it that way but that's no, like but that's true. what has happened and so you know we're looking back and going back and it's like okay so what what does friendships have to do with you know the 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 point of the podcast or or infidelity or i mean like in my experience that's what i'm talking about and what we're talking about is that it has been everything well yeah it's literally been everything right because as and i mentioned it in a previous podcast when i found out all the things that you had done and i found out in in one sitting i wasn't sure what i was going to do and i felt very panicky and so i called one of our friends she also happens to attend the bible the bible study and uh and she came over and she said well what do you want to do it wasn't, uh, well, I think you should do this. It was a question. Meredith, what do you want to do? And I said, I mean, I don't know what I can do because how could I even leave if I wanted to? You know, I've got kids, a house full of stuff. Like, I li- I'm nowhere near my parents, you know. And she said, we will pack you up. Your friends would all come together and pack you up. We'd put you on a plane. We'd find a way to pay for tickets for you. And, and we would be sad to see you go, but we would, we'd help you get there. And she just relieved that burden of pressure from me. And then I could think clearly. Had she not done that, I would just, I think I would have been continuing to spin my wheels. Mm-hmm. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? But it, in that moment, crystallized to me, I do. I have this great support system of people that will do their best to support whatever decision I make. And every single one of our friends that I talked to, that except with the exception of the one person who didn't, offered grace and forgiveness immediately you know they were like well that sucks but also you know if he's really committed to making a change and going forward that's fantastic and we'll support him in that and as long as you're doing what you want to do we support you in that too and i mean we had lots of deep conversations some with you some just with me and them Mm -hmm. and i mean yeah you're right it absolutely has to do with us sitting around a table almost once a week and diving into the Bible and seeing seeing just how fallible we all are and then just how much grace we've been given. And then I think you're right. I think it is easier then to give it to those around us. Um, and it was easier in the beginning <sighs> because we've been trying to follow God's will. It was easier in the beginning when we had money. And then, mm-hmm. and then the money ran out mm-hmm. and to the point where last week we had Bible study and I was in tears because I 
there was a clerical error on our taxes and they got rejected and I felt it was my fault. Um, I felt very responsible for it and just like, okay, Lord, I mean, that, that was our, that was going to be our saving grace monetarily. And, and why is it gone? And what's going on? What did I do? And these people are sitting at our table saying, are you going to have enough for groceries? Cause if not, I will give you money right now. And I've, mm-hmm. and, and even one of the, one of the women that comes, but hasn't been coming recently cause it's too far and it's been icy. She texts me regularly. Do you have food? Hmm. Do you need any food? Do you need money for gas? How can I help you? These are people that didn't grow up in the church. These are some of these people don't identify as Christians at all, but they're, they're supporting us in a way that I don't know. We w- would you have gotten this kind of support from your home church as a kid? Like if you went to your home church and said, look at all I did, would they be like, how can we help you put food on the table? I don't know. My church, I remember when infidelity happened in my church and boy, they were excommunicated pretty quickly. Mm. I mean, th- there's punishments often in churches in, and we didn't get any of that from this group of people. Mm. This was nothing but, oh, I see you're about to hit your head on the ground. Here's my hand. It's a little buffer, but I'm there between you and the ground so you don't smack your face open because they care. They love us. And even though to you they probably seem just like my friends, I mean, that's definitely not the case anymore. But no, it's not the case anymore. And that then that's, that's, that's part of the um, kind of the amazing transition that has happened, mm. you know, because... Uh, I, in a in a normal practical kind of worldly sense you would assume that if I already saw them as Meredith's friends and then I do something to hurt Meredith mm. and then typically then I'd be further away from that group of people <laughs> right yeah or instead as a result of all of this been far more uh, inside that group of people not further away at all right um, and and been able to uh, just kind of make so many different connections into um, every piece of our life. Right. Uh, because, you know, while we are in our world freaking out and and kind of almost getting to a point of begging God for answers, Right. You know, they're they're coming all along and we're 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 getting answers, resources, provision, all the things are happening and it's it's an amazing It has been really um, amazing. Five months of events that just have lined <laughs> everything up, right? And then even to the point of like where I'm gonna start working again and your job and all of those things. That's maybe even a story for another day. Sure. And what he um, means to say is he has taken a new job, it starts but, um, in like a week and a half. Week. Yeah. But um, I'll so that later. But 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 like even in in into connecting um, individually for for myself like there's, right. there's after a years bit of, of it a, purposeful isolation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Connecting with a person, but then because of connecting with a person, and I'm connecting more in my own you know, doing devotions and prayer and those types of things too, because I'm talking to people about that, but also because like, it's like finding this exact 
situation, when I say situation right now, I mean like this friendship, this community that's beginning Mm -hmm. to be relating back to so much biblical thinking and thoughts Mm. and that it pushes me as individual and some quiet times looking like how, how is this compared to what you actually read in the Bible about how to act as humans and people and how far away we can be in friendships and in church and Mm -hmm. in relationships and in support. And like, I'm looking, searching for like, what is the appropriate way to support? Like, like the depth of what we've gone through and how do we even for a moment manage to suggest to anybody going through the same thing how to do it outside of two very large components of the biblical part and God and just constantly (laughs) seeking answers there and the friendships yeah like those are the two components that really you can't really do it without a support system on both sides. On both sides, a spiritual one. You need you need <laughs> right. to be you like, need to be walking with God, because otherwise, if you're out of step with God, if you're working in your own worldly ways, it's going to it's going to harm you. And I mean, it's why we were so harmed. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to. The reason these people are our core group of friends, and if you're wondering if you're one of them, then you probably are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but. It's like he, we cho- we started to choose and be choosy about who we brought and left in our lives. Like, who are we going to keep in our lives? Well, we're going to continue to cultivate these relationships with these people who are living in a way that we want to live. Mm-hmm. Right? And I don't mean like, oh, they drive fancy cars and they've got nice things. And I'm, I'm talking about they're living in a way that mirrors the way that Christ lived. They're doing their best to be kind and loving human beings full of forgiveness and grace and I'm not saying they're always perfect or they always get it right because nobody does but I see them seeking the lifestyle Mm. and and that's what we wanted and so we started to really try and cultivate those relationships and that was something that we hadn't done before right because it takes work like you have to pursue people and you know sometimes you have to pursue people more right and I mean I have I have a friend that I love very dearly and I don't know that she originally was like "Woo, let's do this bible study thing but I just knew that I really wanted her to be a part of it and so I just kept asking I was like well you know what when the timing's right she's gonna want to come and I mean she says some of the most profound things it's funny because our our friends that haven't grown up in the church often say some of the most profound things because sure. there's no clouded stuff from the past in there. It's all pure, natural, just unadulterated brand newness. And I love that. And I mean, um, one of our other friends asks some of the most pointed questions and then you're like, dang. I never thought about it that way mm-hmm. because I'm so inoculated to it because I grew right. up with it. Um, but the, so, 
some of these people have, you know, in very practical ways shown up in our life. I mean, yes, Paul, Paul, Paul considered them my friends, but I, I, we got sick in 2020, me and the kids when Paul was on a road trip and, you know, she's bringing me homemade electrolyte drinks and <laughs> depends <laughs> yeah. because I, I, it was horrible. It was mm. really bad. Um, you know, hey, I've got an emergency. Okay, well, what do you need me to do? Comes over and watches the kids so I can go collect my horses that got out. You know, some very practical things. Um, helping me move a giant pile of manure with his tractor because I don't have a way to move it. You know, my back is just not that strong. Or when we couldn't figure out how to get the dang pig tractor fixed and they came over with their amazing tools and their know-how and it was like five <laughs> minutes right. later they're like, z- 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 like I, uh, why, why couldn't we do that <laughs> well because we haven't gone through the same things they have mm. but they've always just been giving of themselves and and then last week it was how can we help you and or what are you doing why aren't you selling like everything that isn't nailed down right now like make ends meet just just do it and um, one of the the friend that said that you know she was she was upset and it, and I I think she was worried that maybe she had upset me by being <laughs> upset and frustrated but she didn't because I recognized that that was love she was concerned for us and so she was upset um, but I mean I've never felt this loved and not just by people but it's it's love that God is showering on us with the people that he's put in our life and every person that that loves me or you know shows up and checks in on me it just feels like god saying i love you here you go yeah here's another one for you well and so the other side of that too is that it's a bit convicting you know it's 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 when you are given this opportunity to receive so much support it can be convicting to see the areas in your life where you haven't done nearly as good a job as what was just done for you mm-hmm. and um yes they're wonderful examples but i mean just just the missed opportunities and and just wanting to not let opportunities like that pass by again uh, and even in this you know it's brought up old relationships of, of friends in the past and stuff as well, you know, that mm-hmm. I, I've talked to with them when I look at it, it's like, you know, how do things fade away? How do things get left behind right. when you had a friend and nothing really, you know, um, well, there isn't anything there wasn't specific. Like a right. Right. It just faded. It's faded. It's a lack of of tending mm-hmm. it's like if you don't tend your garden it'll yeah. wither away and die friendships are like that. yeah but and then and and how important it is then when you have something that is special that is genuine that is not um a judgmental place that is not a um, um a dangerous place i guess you could say mm-hmm. right uh these pure relationships are so important right um and, and now important for me to have received in them but also to give I mean it's such a give and receive you know oh, if, yeah. had I received more even within um, 
the church or within the communities that have been in for call it 12 15 20 whatever you want to call it a long time mm. what would have been different for me to be able to give more i don't know anything well then you think about and talk about you know everything happens in the kind of the perfect timing and yes and, it does and all of that stuff had to lay out the way that it did for this to probably resonate the way that it is right to kind of come to a head to to be such a um influence so, so to speak of how to live our lives but now it's like we can't miss the opportunity to be no because i've lost for I've, each other and for our friends right um kind of present future and past to right. to understand how important uh, the right influence is right. the right kind of um, relationship is and that there is a lot of wrong um, and it's really hard to, to navigate that because I mean you, you could have taken the wrong place it would have been support still You've been supported. I would have been to, supported to leave. You to mean? leave me? Yeah. Right. They would. I mean, I don't know. So I don't. Support, I mean, right. <laughs> I don't know. That, I don't think any and, of them would have not supported me. But I think at least two of them would have said, "Are you sure you want to leave? Is that the right course of action?" They would have questioned that, and and rightly so, because did did I have a biblical quote unquote right to leave? Sure. Sure, I did. But the thing that supersedes that marital right to leave is the all-consuming forgiveness that Jesus has for us. And I, I believe that at least a few of them would have said, hey, but what about forgiveness? Could we try that? You know, because you were very much wanted to change. Um, but you're right. I think that in the end, if I had said, no, this is definitely what I want to do, they said would have said, okay, cool, let's make it happen. But I said, I want to stay. And I said, I need, I need you guys. I need your support. We need your support. Mm -hmm. And they freely gave it. There was no hesitation whatsoever from everybody except for one person. And there, there was condemnation, judgment. There was a shutting out, you know, which just, it just didn't sit right with me. So, well, so, and, and in that, you know, so often that's coming from unresolved things that probably need to be judged too. The largest judgment from the inside of that, their marriage. Right. Very similar situation right. of, you know, not being allowed in the home where that has happened in that home and right. it hasn't been resolved. Right. Well, so, it's like, what's, what's Kay's favorite verse? I mean, come don't, on. don't try and pluck the speck of dust out of your neighbor's eye. If there's a log the in yours. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's something to that effect. Don't worry about somebody else's troubles if you've got unresolved ones of your own. Well, isn't that just always the case? It going, excuse me, it's late while we're doing this. Um, (laughs) We're tired. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, it's something to keep in mind. You know, when when that harsh judgment is coming, uh, why? You know, a lot of times it's a a guilt complex coming out. It's a lot Um, of projection. Yeah. Yeah, and so, um, and it, like, if you're going through this and you don't have a support group, we're not saying that. Oh my gosh, you're not going to make it. 
go to an AA meeting or go if you if there's a um, if there's a pornography addiction group near you if you need help finding those things message us I'll help you find them uh, if there's a Santa society nearby mm-hmm. go to these things you will find people who will be your friends yeah, you absolutely. will find people who have been through this they know what it's like to be alone they don't want you to be alone any more than you want to be alone and I can't tell you enough times to be turning to the Lord as often as humanly possible because he is there. And even though it might not feel like it at first, it's you're going to have that breakthrough and you're going to find peace in him. You just have to keep seeking him out. He's mm-hmm. right there waiting. And that was something that we hadn't done before either. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's a dual combo. And then mm-hmm. be picky about your friends. Like, are they people that support you? Are they people that offer to buy half of your property from you? Because we're, we have 20 acres where we're at. I mean, I, I don't know if I, if I told you this, but a couple of our friends said, well, could, you know, could we help you out by purchasing some of your acreage for um, hunting land? And we actually aren't allowed to do that because our property is all one unit now. Um, and because the loan people didn't want us to subdivide it into plots, which I get, and I'm totally fine with. But the offer was just so astounding. I mean, the price for acreage right now is, I don't know, anywhere between 5,500 and 10 grand an acre, depending on who you ask. And we're sitting on 20 mm. of them. So that was a huge offer. Um, and I mean, our friends last week went home and they were brainstorming ways for us to be right. solvent. You know what I mean? Like they took time out of their lives to try to brainstorm ways for us to be okay. And I just wanted to ball like a child yesterday when he said that to us and he pulled out his list of ideas. Mm-hmm. And I just felt so loved, you know? Well, sell these things are really hot ticket items. Or, you know, maybe you could cut costs over here. It was just so much love and support. And it's priceless. Mm-hmm. And we've always wanted it. But we've never, I don't know, I don't think that it, it was that we didn't want to. Because I had some really good girlfriends in Arizona that I, I love. I still keep in, in contact with them. And I've apologized to them for not tending our friendship the way I should have. Yeah. Because I wasn't mentally in a place where I could. And I feel sick about that sometimes. Because mm. I've, had those, I've had friendships fade too. You know, long ones from back before Kay was born. Um that I didn't tend and they're really good people um, but I wasn't careful with them and I think it, maturity has something to do with it um, and I know it's a mutual thing too but gosh our friends they're so wonderful and they're so wise and I see God's hand in their lives and I see his hand in our friendship and it's more I don't know it's more like family yeah like if something happened to you and I our kids would be completely fine because of the people in our life and we waited a really long time for that we have and it's um, more difficult for somebody like me who loves to be alone and could be alone all day every day and be very very happy with that uh huh but you introvert (laughs) And doesn't also doesn't like to ask for help or rely on people or any of those or talk things. About things. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but it's just so clear um, 
you know it's not a it's not just a random kind of worldly thing it is it is just so clear that we just aren't meant to do this on our own no and and the bible tells us that a lot yeah and it's so important to I guess the word is to to find a way to correctly establish and maintain these relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and it's just so many kind of hard driving negative influences in in so many different areas that you look uh, that don't don't really go along with that you yeah. know it, it's and even with self-help you know you are enough or no you're not you can do it on your own <laughs> you know like navigate your own like all of those things like and i guess there's there's a lot of strength in that and in, in their own right um from, I, I from get the mental reasoning, yeah absolutely but it's, but it's like yeah no Exactly. It's wrong. So why? Why do you have like no? Like it's not. It's not about that. Oh, you're the one human it's out there that's enough without Jesus. Either. It's, you are enough. Yeah. Like, it's like no. But we had to learn that ourselves too. Oh, absolutely. Because I used to wear a bracelet that said "You are enough," and then when I started to think about it, and I thought, I'm not enough. I'm nothing. I'm less than nothing. In fact, without Jesus, I'm worthless. And so I tossed the bracelet. I'm not enough. Hmm. And and not and I'm not enough without my friends. Like they make me a better better person. Right. We have friends that are willing to call you out on stuff. Right. They, I've had friends say, "Hey, I think you're being too harsh." On uh, I I don't know. I was, Kaylin had done something, and I was chastising her about it. And I mean, my friend said, "Hey, you know, I love you, and I love your kids, and my dad rode me hard." when I was a kid and he was very judgmental, critical. And I think that you're coming down too hard on her. Mm. It takes cojones real big to say that to me. Yeah. And it takes, it takes a love so strong that it, you're willing to lose a friendship to say the right thing. And then also really believing that, that the person you're saying it to isn't going to be angry. And it was wonderful, and I'd never had that, ever. Hmm. Never had friends call me out. Now I see what the right kind of friend looks like. Yeah, it's not the friend that's like, "Hey, let's uh, let's go do some shrooms or something." Like, oh like that is that is not the friend. Or let's go party at the bar. Let's go do a pub crawl. Let's go, you know, let's go jump off a cliff into a river. Like, sure, could be fun. Could end badly. I I've had fun friends. I've never had friends that fulfilled me in the way that these friends are right now. And it's not because I didn't have good people in my life. It's still that I wasn't Mm. cultivating my side of things. And we very intentionally did that. But we also begged and and prayed for friends like these too. So there was intention there too. Um, At Bible study... Yesterday, Kaylin came and she didn't want to participate. She was feeling moody, but she offered up a a Bible verse 
and I read it at the end and I I couldn't get through it without tearing up so it, it may happen again but Kaylin being our 13 year old daughter she's wise beyond her years and she said I think you should read Second Thessalonians 1 3 and I was like oh okay why she's like I just think that it's very appropriate for tonight and that's all she said and she walked away so as the the night got started I looked it up and I was blown away by her wise little mind um, and then I read it to everybody as we were wrapping up because I wanted to tell them just how much their support last week and and I knew that they were supporting me through the week because I could feel it mm-hmm. but I just wanted them to know how much that meant and this verse second Thessalonians 1 3 says we ought always to give thanks to God for you brothers as is right because your faith is growing abundantly and the love of every one of you for one another is increasing And that is so true of this group of people. I'm watching their faith increase. They're increasing my faith just by watching them. I learned so much from all of my friends. They're so wise in so many ways. Um, And they're such great examples. And the craziest part about this is that 95% of our friend group are younger than us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? But we have learned so much from them. Don't ever think that a person younger than you can't be wiser than you or offer you some knowledge that you don't have because they can. And our lives are so rich and so full because of these people. And the love of every one of you for one another is increasing. I'm I'm watching that too. This whole thing has been, and I, I think I said it last night, it hurt to go through it. But it is a gift. Your infidelity has been a gift Hmm. to our marriage, to our faith, to our friendships. It has deepened every single part of our life. And walking through that fire is not a meaningless thing that just happened to us. It's a thing that happened for us. And God has used it, every part of it, which for me is great because then there's no regret left. I don't have regret about it happening. I don't sit around wallowing. Mm -hmm. I'm not sad about it. I can't be sad about it because all I can see is all the good that's come from it. All of it. Our whole life has shifted since November. And it's been really hard lately and it's been really stressful and money's never been tighter, but it's been the richest part of my life. Mm. This has been the best five months. And that's not to say, guys, that we're perfect or we don't argue or have moments, because we certainly do. Um, but it's been the best best five months we've ever had. And we're just so filled with hope and endlessly filled with gratitude for all that we've been given. Because hmm. God has just heaped provision and grace and love on us from all directions yeah so I have uh, a very short one and then we'll wrap it up yeah what you got so one of the verses that in talking about the friends I was thinking of is Galatians 6 verse 2 mm. and it says bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ mm. and there's a lot of context I hate I kind of like hate the one verse sure. type because what know, does it like, say before and after? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> um, 
because it does say a lot before and after this, by the way. Sure. <laughs> read so, it earlier today. Read Galatians but, 6. Um, yeah, right. <laughs> um, but that just like, it, it's a pretty powerful sentence. It's just one sentence. And it's, you know, it basically help each other and you're f- and so fulfill the law of Christ. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just a, a pretty big verse. But um, I've been feeling that. We've been feeling that a lot. Very much. And that's what um, kind of to come full cycle, you know. Um, was just such a blessing to have um, to know that you know we have arrived at this place and there's a long ways to go but as a result of such specific people that were placed in our lives before any of this happened Hmm. Um, and then to just gain understanding of of how powerless we are to the the path so to speak the design um, but what a blessing it is to to have have that be part of the design well right because it's it's all perfect when you mm-hmm. look back at it right yeah so anyways well we got through one we're tired and feeling old so we're gonna wrap it but we just wanted to tell you guys how much we love you and how much we appreciate you in our lives and your support means the absolute world to us so thank you for helping us get through all of this together. And it won't be another month before we do another one. No, we have a backlog of episodes waiting to be recorded. Um, and we don't have anything really looming on the horizon. So anyway, hope you all are well and we will talk to you soon. Peace out. See you. let me be your Never leave you I can be the one you call hello. Brother, let me be your fortress. Night with the diving on. Be the one to light the way. Bring it home. Brother, let me be your shelter. Let me be your shelter